So a uh, little bit about social media, right? That's what I talked about to some degree last week. Um, in the world of social media, the, the talk about how you make connections is different. So if you're on Facebook and you, you get connected with people, they're your friends. You know, it, it, I kind of find that humorous. You know, some of these people who, you know, they have connections from all over the world. I have friends uh, in Africa that I've never met. I have no clue who they are. Mostly I hear from them because me, um, but uh, there's also, you know, because they have ministries and they're trying to figure out how to, how to help their neighbors in, in their communities, but uh, um, it's one of these things that I don't know them, they don't know me. There's just this Lutheran connection, and now they're my friends. And so that's Facebook. On Twitter, on Twitter you don't have friends, you have followers. Doesn't that sound exciting to have followers? And we, we follow the people that, that, that we get connected with. And uh, there, are, there are a number of Twitter accounts that I follow. Um, I follow my favorite sports teams, uh, some podcasters that I find interesting, uh, a handful of pastors and ministry leaders that I also, you know, I think that they, they've got some good thoughts and I, I like to chew on that. Uh, there are a few politicians that I follow, um, including whoever happens to be the, the current president, because I started this with President Obama, and then I followed President Trump, and now it's President Biden. I say I follow these Twitter accounts, but that mostly means that I sometimes read their posts and occasionally uh, interact in very short comments uh, with them. You know, on Facebook, you give a thumbs up. Uh, on Twitter, it has little hearts. Did I, did I do this right? Is that right? Okay. Uh, yeah, uh, you, know, you, you can click on the little heart, and, you know, and that means, oh, I like what you said or, or, or something. I don't know. Um, but similar to Facebook, uh, Twitter posts have angered me. They made me think. They made me laugh. They made me sad. And they've given me information of varying degrees of reliability. But the following, the following, the following that I do on Twitter doesn't really change my life. It doesn't really change anything that I do. In our gospel lesson today, we find Jesus using the social media of his day. He's talking to people, very social. Okay, uh, so he's going along this, the Sea of Galilee and he's going to call his first disciples. And the context for this, the, the reading actually begins and it says that after John, after John the Baptist, that is, was arrested. John was arrested for, for preaching the truth of God's word against the king. And that's a story for another day. Uh, but it is good to know that sometimes when we speak God's truth in this world, we will suffer consequences for it. And it's good to remember that when that happens, Jesus says that you are blessed. And that's important to keep in mind because part of what I'm asking you to do is to talk about Jesus and to speak Jesus' truth. 
And I don't want to give you this you know, rosy impression that, oh, everything's going to be happiness and sunshine when you do. John the Baptist was all about preaching God's truth and pointing people to Jesus. And uh, he's arrested because he was being faithful to that message and that proclamation. So after, after John uh, was arrested, Jesus steps out and he begins his public ministry. Preaching the gospel of God. That word gospel, um, it just means good news in the purest sense of the word. You know, and so now we're going to start asking ourselves some questions. You know, ooh, what is the gospel of God? And he's out there saying, the appointed time has been fulfilled and the kingdom of God has drawn near. The implication that it has and it's still there kingdom of God isn't coming. That's the placard that they wear on the streets, right? You know, the end is coming or whatever. It is here. It has already come. It is present among you. And when he says the kingdom of God, a little bit problematic because when we think of kingdoms, we think of places. But that's not really what it's talking about. When it says that the kingdom of God has drawn near, He's talking about God's reign, R-E-I-G-N. God's God's gracious work of salvation, where he comes and claims us as his people. That that work of God, that, that mission of God has come among us. He says the prophecy is fulfilled. The time has come. God is here in human flesh. And Jesus stands among the people as God's son. And Jesus' command to those who hear him is repent and believe the good news. Turn away from your sin and believe that God has brought salvation to your life. And then we find Jesus walking along the, the shore of the Sea of Galilee, and he calls four fishermen to come follow him. And we see that following Jesus is nothing like following somebody on Twitter. When the disciples follow Jesus, he changes the whole trajectory of their lives. He actually gives these four a whole new vocation, a whole new line of work, a new calling. For their lives. He says, I will make you fishers of men. And Jesus draws them into his work. So he takes them from this work of, of, of being fishermen to being engaged in Jesus' own work, proclaiming the kingdom has come. Repent, believe the good news. So following Jesus, following Jesus has very little to do with being vaguely interested in his ideas or curious about his opinions. Following Jesus is is recognizing that the time has come and the kingdom has come and the savior of humanity is here. 
And we live in this. This this is the context of of our everyday lives. It's what brings us back here over and over and over again. This, This good news message that our king came. He was born in a stable, laid in a manger, grew up and he proclaimed that the kingdom has come. And our king has died for our sins. And he is risen from the dead and he ascended to heaven where he lives and reigns for all eternity, bringing his kingdom into the lives of other folks that we might be fishers of men. Now, some people are fishers of men as their vocation. It's, it's part of my work. It's part of Bob's work to bring this good news to people, to bring people into the kingdom. You might say we're professional fishers of men. That's kind of funny. I don't know. Um, I remember when I was in high school, I worked in a charter, and uh, I knew nothing, but I got paid to fish. That made me a professional fisherman. That's what it comes down to sometimes. It's the work of missionaries and evangelists to be fishers of men. But for others, others among God's people, being a fisher of men is, is actually tied to your vocation. It's connected to what you do for your living and, and, and in your relationships. So you live as one who has experienced the kingdom of God. You've received this, this grace through the word and, and the sacraments. Your sins are forgiven. The Holy Spirit has called, gathered, and enlightened you. And through your life and work as a, as a mother, a, a father, a, a teacher, a, a, a a physicist, a physician, a, a nurse, a nanny, or, or whatever it is that he has given you to do, he uses you as a fisher of men to bring others into the kingdom. Or maybe it's better to say to bring the kingdom to other people. But I fear that when I say that, that you are fishers of men, there, there's some confusion about what that might look like. Here in in America, modern America, we tend to think of fishing as something that is done with a rod and a reel. You have one line that goes out and you've got your bait out there and you catch kind of one fish at a time on a hook. And and I've read a lot of, you know, evangelism strategy stuff that really kind of talks in that type of language. The disciples in our Reading fished with a net. Have you ever seen this? Where they take the net and they throw it out and then they drag it in. I've seen it in Haiti. I've seen it in uh, you know, documentaries in, in Israel and in other places like that. They're just taking the net out, throwing it and dragging it in over and over and over again to catch whatever might be in that area. And, and sometimes, sometimes we become focused on one person in the way that we think about sharing our faith or one kind of person. We strategize and we, we focus and we feel pressure to do this fishing thing the right way, 
to say the, the right words that will cause someone to come to faith. That is, that is if we share the faith at all. Because that is part of this message of repentance. Um, a shockingly low percentage of those called to follow Jesus um, speak of him, uh, speak of their dearest hope, speak of the highest treasure which Jesus has won for us. And meanwhile, Jesus is basically saying, throw the net. See what kind of people I will bring to you. So, what am I asking of you here? I'm asking you to hear the proclamation. The time has come. The kingdom of God is here. God comes to you in the word and in the sacraments to be your savior and to be your king. Out of his love, he made you, literally made you. And for that, it is your duty to thank, praise, serve, and obey him. But it is also out of his love that he bought you. You see, there was a, there was a separation from him caused by our sin. And he comes back and he buys you, not with gold or silver, but with Christ's innocent suffering and death and with his holy, precious blood. And to what end? What end does he buy you back? That you might be his and live under him in his kingdom in everlasting righteousness, innocence, and blessedness. That love calls us to repent, to turn from our sin and to follow Jesus. To follow him. Not like, not like on Twitter, but like actually coming behind him and going where he goes. And then believe the good news. Believe the good news. He has actually redeemed you. Your sins really are forgiven. And, and this, is, this is key because no matter how hard you repent, you're going to fall short. And you need that good news, that good news that, that even when you fail in your repentance, the kingdom of God has come to you. Forgiveness, life, and salvation have come to you in Christ. And part of that, that good news of God's kingdom is that Jesus is at work in this world, bringing people into the kingdom of God. I want you to believe that. I want you to believe that Jesus is still at work in this world through his Holy Spirit to bring the kingdom to people and bring people into the kingdom. The Holy Spirit has come and he is calling, gathering and enlightening people, creating faith in them to bring them out of the darkness of the sinful world into Jesus' marvelous light. And as people who follow Jesus we are going to end up in contact with folks that, that the Spirit is, is working on. And he will give you opportunities to speak the good news 
of God's kingdom. To cast the net. And perhaps to draw people into the kingdom. Remember, to follow Jesus is to go where Jesus has already gone. He's ahead, right? So he's already there, and we're just coming, coming along behind him. When there is an opportunity to share the good news of God's love and forgiveness, as you live your life repenting and believing in, in God's salvation for you, you can rest assured Rest assured that the Holy Spirit is at work in that time and in that place. Does that mean that if you tell somebody about God's grace that they will instantly come to faith? Maybe. But not necessarily. Remember, we're fishing with a net. And we don't know what or who or where the net is cast. We might think that the witness we share is for the person that we're talking to, but it might be for somebody who's just kind of on the periphery listening in. Or it might just be one more touch that will bear fruit later. The Lord knows. He's working. Can we, can we trust that, that he knows and that he is working? And then when we look at evangelism like this, just following Jesus, just going where he goes, doing the stuff that he's given us the opportunity to do, we can be at peace when, when we find ourselves sharing the hope that we have in Jesus. Because He's been working in you. The kingdom has come. And now he's working through you.